Coming to you live from the east side of Bakersfield, California. This is the STS Podcast, and I'm Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is... Shoot that shit. Shoot the shit. You'll get the shit. This shit. I want to be honest with you guys. That Go Local song is one of my favorite cuts right now in hip-hop. YG's really killing it. This is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, and this is episode 11 of the Shooting the Shit podcast. New listeners, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for listening. I hope you guys subscribe to our Apple podcast and our Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud. Returning listeners... Again, y'all want nothing without the returning listeners, the ones who keep um, lending me their ear, the ones who keep uh, letting me shoot the shit with y'all. I really appreciate that. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Ernie C661 is my personal one. Don't know why I gave that to you. I'm not going to restart this podcast. It's the STS Podcast 661. That's the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. And the reason I'm not going to start that over because it's Sunday morning. It's 2.34 a.m. in the morning. And I'm here recording episode 11, y'all. I just want to thank everybody for subscribing on Apple Podcasts, uh, following us on SoundCloud and Anchor. Make sure you guys get these STS shirts, y'all. Um, I got a couple inquiries from them. I got a couple orders, but I'm going to do that in bulk. So once I get enough orders, I'll make all those shirts for you guys. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for supporting the STS podcast. Really, really, really appreciate it here. Um, this is the dream, y'all. Episode 10. I want to give a big thanks for everybody tuning in. Episode 10, that was our second most listened to episode Um and man, it meant a lot to me. Uh, that was real. That was me. That was usually, you know, I'm not saying I'm not me with these podcasts, but I really don't, I usually don't give a deep dive into my life, what was going on, but I, it, it wasn't right if I didn't dedicate episode 10 to my dear Rick. Um, Again, y'all, that was um, that was really my pain. That was how I felt about my deal. Um, I, I'm blessed that my cousins allowed me to dedicate that podcast to my deal, use his picture as an album cover. It really meant a lot um, to do that for him, man. And it hurt to do that, you know. It really, it really did uh, take a lot for me to do that. It took me a couple tries to get it down um, and record it without uh, being overly emotional. I didn't want to cry on the podcast. I didn't want be that vulnerable but it was really nice to um dedicate that to my dear rick and i hope uh you guys enjoyed that as much as i uh i guess enjoyed recording but enjoyed sharing my um i guess my personal side a side that you guys really don't see that often from me i'm really protective of my feelings i'm really protective of uh, my family you know i'm really intimate with um my memories and i think uh Hope you guys enjoyed it, man. I got a lot of feedback. That was our second most listened episode in STS history. I know we're only eleven episodes deep, but that means a lot to me, man. So to show that you know we're still we still getting listeners, we're still um, gaining fans, gaining list, uh, gaining uh, subscribers. 
it really means a lot, man, because we're just recording this in my room. I got a new office here. We're really trying to do this right. And uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Again, just I hope you guys follow on all social media platforms. Uh, follow us and leave subscribe on our Apple Podcast. Subscribe and leave a review. Um, and if you guys just give us a star, I don't give a fuck. We get a star rating or a five star rating. Uh, keep them coming, man. Uh, let's see. What else did we discuss last week? I apologize. Let me just look real fast here. Uh, we discussed a lot last week, man. That was um, an episode. I know we like we said we have to keep the show going. Uh, that my deal, Rick. Um, that's what it was called there, Rick. Uh, and the speech, man. My speech was really it was heartfelt. I think that was something we really wanted to. Uh, I wanted to get in there for you guys to really understand how much I love my uncle. Uh, we talked about my pop's retirement, uh, AEW, and the Lakers. So uh, AEW actually ha- is going to be a topic again today. We got uh, we're going to talk about AEW's double on the pay per view. We're gonna um, I know Dean Ambrose or I'm sorry John Moxley. You guys Google that man. One of my favorite wrestlers right now talks about mental strain. So we're going to talk about mental strain in life a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about something that's really close to me. I know my music lovers will really enjoy this. This is going to be the end of iTunes, y'all. Um, they're going to actually get rid of iTunes. It's crazy. Everything that um, I know some more my hip-hop heads, this is our music heads. We really worked our asses off to organize our Apple I, or iTunes library. Um we're going to talk about that. Uh, man, we got a big, 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 big upset in boxing. It was just a few hours ago. This is why I wanted to do the podcast today. Andy Reese defeated Anthony Joshua. And no, you're not drunk. You're not You're not tripping. I said it. Andy Reese beat Anthony Joshua in his America, his United States debut. Anthony Joshua from London, England. The UK, one of the biggest heavyweights in the game, got knocked out today. So we're going to discuss that. Um, and also, y'all, we got a little bit of, we're going to dive into uh, family respect. But I really wanted to get into the AEW and uh, just discuss that. I want to go how I felt about the pay-per-view and the, the, the broadcast as a fan, as a diehard wrestling fan. I'm really looking forward to that. But let me give... Um, a shout out to our sponsor. We do have a sponsor, a new sponsor here, um, shooting the ship podcast. Um, I really want to discuss about uh, discuss the importance of supporting local businesses. Also, you know, supporting your friends' businesses, man. That's something that we really, really, really got to keep doing. And our sponsor this week is someone I really is. Um, he's, he's my guy, man. And whatever I can do to help my guy in his business. So without further ado, let me give you a word from our sponsor for the episode 11, the STS Podcast. This week's episode of the STS Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Precision Lawn and Landscaping, providing friendly, reliable, and local services. It's that time of the year, y'all. It's getting hot. I don't want to cut my grass. I don't know anything about changing my sprinkler heads, but I do know that Precision Lawn and Landscaping, they do provide weekly and bi-weekly services. They do fertilization, seeding, your flower beds, landscaping, one-time cleanups, irrigation, and they provide free estimates for all my garden 
gardening needs, I'm always going to Precision Lawn and Landscaping. Make sure you contact Brandon Yap at 661-364-7614 or at brandonyap54 at gmail.com. That's Y-A-P, Brandon Yap. Again, make sure you go to Precision Lawn and Landscaping. They make sure your vision and the quality of work is exactly how you want it. Exact and accurate, bringing precision to all your gardening needs. Again, y'all, thank you to our sponsors for this week's podcast, the Precision Line and Landscaping. Man, I'm looking at my guy Bubba's card, man, and it's really important, man. You support your friend's local um, business, man, their side hustle, their hobby. I've been there, man. I, uh, with the DJ business, if I didn't have the support of my friends and family, I wouldn't be able to do and have the freedom of what I'm doing now. Uh, again, my boy Bubba, I'll be able, I'm more than happy to help him out, getting the word out, uh, spreading the word as much as I can. It's my honor, actually, and uh, I really appreciate him sponsoring and supporting what I do, and it's vice versa. You get love, you show love, and everything comes full circle, y'all. Everything, um, you know, it's the universe. The universe will always reward the positivity, and they're going to always reward uh, you, the, the givers. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited for Bubba's business, man. And you guys, uh, I hate doing my, I hate doing my yard, man. I'm allergic. That's my excuse. I'm allergic to grass. And, uh, yeah, I'm not doing none of that shit. So, and if I feel, if I, if I sound, sound, if I sound kind of choppy, y'all, um, forgive me, but I'm not going to stop and go, stop and go. Uh, again, it's 3.04 a.m. in the morning. I am tired. I got this monster going, but I'm going to provide uh, the best I, the best podcast experience I can. Um, we're going to get this out. I'm dropping this in, in a couple hours, so I'm going to get this done, y'all. But before we get into that, let the DOC tell you what you need to do. Now do me a favor. Let me in here. Alright y'all, this is a Lend Me Air segment. We're here to converse lightly with no specific topic or objective in mind. I wanted to go off what we um let's continue off last week. I know I was really excited about the all or nothing pay-per-view. I know we're talking about all elite wrestling, getting their TV deal with TNT, and uh, such a big deal. But um let me tell y'all, man, uh this pay-per-view that they did on Saturday, it's almost a week about eight days old now, so I really want to marinate in my mind. Uh this is this is the first event, man, the first big event under the um all elite wrestling banner. Again, y'all, if you guys don't know what that is, it's okay. This is the newest wrestling promotion that's being brought to you by uh, Tony Khan, um, the Young Bucks. Uh, that's going to be Matt and Nick Jackson and also uh, Cody Rhodes. So it's really nice to that um, some independent wrestlers, uh, Cody Rhodes, used to be in WWE. But this was the first pay-per-view, y'all. And I'm going to just dive into it a little bit. I'm not going to go into... um. I want to go. I want to go into as much as I can. Uh, I know there's a lot of casual fans who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but this is really important to me. This is really something that passion I have. Um, it was really great, man. Uh, it started off. It was fifty dollars. I haven't paid fifty dollars for a fucking pay per view in forever, man. But I really enjoyed this event. It was really something that. Um, it was crazy. I never thought I fucking would. Uh, uh, Buy another pay-per-view. I used to hate anything that's not WWE. I was so conditioned uh, to hate the product, hate the shit, the uh, hate um, 
any other uh, wrestling company that's out there, but I gave this one a chance. Um, we'll just dive into it, y'all. This uh, this 21-man uh, casino battle, it started off with a 21-man battle royal. That was fun. Uh, that was the first match. It was a, pre, it was a pre-show, so it was on YouTube. Uh, me and my guys watched this one. Uh, the winner received a championship match against the winner of the main event that night. Uh, man, I don't know who this kid MJF is, but this guy was a fucking stud on the mic. He was a heel wrestler, so I guess you could say he was the bad guy. Uh, MJF was awesome. He he stole the spotlight every time he got on the mic. Um, when the camera was on him, it was really it's it's fun to see. Uh, for me, it's fun to discover new wrestlers, new stars. That was. Fucking awesome, man. Uh, I guess uh, Adam Page won the Royal Rumble. Uh, don't, oh, sorry, the Battle Royal. Sorry, again, I'm so conditioned with WWE terms. The Battle Royals, Casino Battle Royale, uh, was won by Adam Page. Uh, he's a new up and coming star. I can't, can't lie, y'all. I haven't seen much of the guy. Haven't seen, um, I'm, I'm, a lot of these guys I'm fucking just seeing for the first time. So it was fun to see him come out. It looked like the fans popped for him. The fans really loved him. Um, it was fun, though, man. Uh, you know what? With, with, the, um, with the, the way it was shot, I was looking at it from a different point of view. This TV, it was the first time um, on TV, I guess. This is the first time it ran any type of TV show. It was shot really well. It was, um, there was some, in the beginning, there was a little bit, you could tell, a little confusion. Uh, some bad shots. They missed a couple things. But it was, for my eye, it was great wrestling television. I was really impressed with it. I, um, I was just happy with um. I'm just worried about the quality. The quality was actually really good. The way they had the um, the whole setup was great. Uh, the layout was great. The match, uh, the the ring looked great. Uh, the, there were some guys in that 21. There was 21 of the stars in there. Um, MGF and Adam Page. Honestly, you guys, those were the only people I really like. Stars. I know we had a Caddy Gordon in there. He was okay. We had um. Jimmy Havoc, I believe, he was a little, he was out there, he was a little weird, there was a wrestler with fucking two, with no legs, y'all, that was kind of, um, I don't know, sketchy, um, but then again, I love that AEW is giving opportunity to anybody who wants to get in that ring, excuse me one minute, there was a big motherfucker in there, he was going through those ropes. He was showing him. He was not afraid to take a bump. I love that about that. I love about that wrestler. Um, some of these wrestlers, you could tell, are just indie darlings. That's what I call them. There was a motherfucker, man, who um, he was in some type of hole. Like, um, like he was about to go for a German suplex. And he got his baby fucking oil and put it all over him. It slipped out of the hold, which I thought was mad corny, y'all. Um, I know some people love that shit. I know it's indie wrestling. I think this was just for the indie fans. Again, it was on the pre-show. But maybe, I think I would have liked it more if he would have put the, if he would have probably put the, um, how can I say this? You put that body oil on before he got in the match. It would have made more sense to me. I felt like he needed to do that before, um, there were some guys stapling motherfuckers nuts. That was kind of corny. There was a motherfucker, a tall bastard, who was a good worker. I forgot his name. I'm not going to go through name on name. But he looked like a fucking, he had a rep, he had a dinosaur mask on. Um, 
they had a gay restaurant. I forgot the motherfucker's name. He did some outlandishly gay shit. But hey, if that's what um you know they're giving opportunities to, I'm all for it. It was different. Um, but I don't know. You could just tell there's a lot of filler shit. A lot of these guys were just there. I don't know if it was Jungle Boy. There was another cat in there. He looked. He looked um like a, he could potentially be a star. Um, again, Adam Page and MJF really stole the spotlight for me. They uh, made everything count. It was nice to see Tommy Dreamer and Billy Gunn in there. Um, again, y'all, it was just a bunch of indie shit. Um, there was uh, another match I didn't catch. It was Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Don't know who the fuck that is. Um, don't know. I can't really say. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The only match I didn't watch. Uh, they're so counted and censored. There's versus the Stronghearts. This was a six-man, three-on-three tag team match. Great match, man. I'm uh, familiar with Christopher Daniels and Scorpio Sky. I don't know who the fuck Frankie uh, Kazarian is. Again, those three guys composed um, so counted and censored. A lot of high spots, man. And Stronghearts, uh, I think these guys are from Japan. Um, they made everything seem uh they they made it look real they made the art they could tell they love the art of wrestling um daniels and scorpio sky know some veterans who've been along for around a long time so um to get that started they got up to a hot a hot start with aw that was the first match of the pay-per-view um i think my biggest complaint man was uh i don't know if they did this on purpose but when this is what I thought. You know, this is AEW, double or nothing. Let the fucking broadcasters inform us of what's going on a little bit. Walk us, well, they didn't welcome us to the show. We just went straight into it, you know? Like, I think, and again, maybe this was just for people who knew about it. Maybe they figured whoever the hell is going to watch the show knows, knows enough about our product. So, we had Jim Ross on there. They had, um, I'm sorry, they had Jim Ross, Excalibur, and... Alex Marvez, uh, those it was a three man booth. So to hear Jim Ross back on the uh, back on the lead was awesome. Um, I think everybody who's grown up a wrestling fan loves Jim Ross. I just felt like they needed to make this feel like a big moment. Make this feel like this is AEW. This is our show. This is our time. We're here to fucking seize the moment and welcome this. Let me show it. Let us explain what we have going on. Explain to me who SoCal and Sensor is. Explain to me why these three guys are together. Explain to me why they're fighting the strong hearts. Um, so that was kind of something I didn't like. Um, they didn't They didn't make it feel like a big moment in the beginning. Um but they did recover. They had a um, next match was a fatal four way. Um, it was Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, uh, versus Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and Awesome Kong. Um, Brandy Rhodes came out, and uh, she's I guess she's a, she's Dustin Rhodes' daughter. Uh, she's a Cody Rhodes' wife. Uh, she came out in wrestling gear, and to be honest, I thought this motherfucker was gonna be in the match, and. I thought that was going to be the corniest shit ever. I would have been fucking hot. I would have been angry if she would have done that. That was would have been a waste. But she didn't. She actually brought Awesome Khan, who I'm, a, who I'm a big, big, big fan of. Um, she, I don't know if you guys probably don't even know who the fuck this is, but she used to be Karma back in the day. She is a legit bad bitch. I'm sorry to say it, but that's what she is. She's bad, man. She's a great wrestler. Um... But for some reason, 
it looks like she was not involved in this match so much. She was involved um and Nyla Rose, oh man, I wanna be honest, it's not just Nyla Rose. Oh, this match was horrible. Um and no disrespect to the ladies, man. Um Nyla Rose, she's a transsexual wrestler, which I have no beef with. If they're gonna be on equal opportunity, that's fucking fine. That's fine, I get it, I get it. But she fucking sucks. I don't give a fuck if she's transsexual, homosexual, straight. Um, you suck, and I'm, and maybe they just need work. But they haven't. Maybe this is the first time working together. Don't know, but none of them were impressive. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I felt the same way with the best friends. The next match was Angelico and Jack Evans versus the best friends. Don't know much about these guys, but they were just high spot galore. You could tell they choreographed this shit, man. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. Was not a fan at all. Um. I know Angelico and Jack Evans, they from Lucha Underground. Um, didn't like it. And to be honest with you guys, the commentary couldn't save me. Um, the commentary couldn't. Uh, they weren't good. They, they weren't really meaning with this shit. I just think those those first five match six matches um, were just for the indie fans. You know, just for the people who really enjoy indie wrestling and that corny, choreographed shit. Um, let me take that off. Sorry about that, y'all. So it was really... It was okay. Um, I skipped the next one. I'm not going to go into that. It was a six-woman tag team match. No, it's nothing against the women, but damn, you guys, you guys have to watch this shit. They were fucking horrible. The next match was probably my favorite match of the night. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. So they slowed it down. A lot of good shots in this one. The commentary was really good. Um... Old school wrestling, man. Um, it reminded me of some type of maybe early 90s WCW shit. Uh, brother versus brother. They had a story. Um, the commentators really got into a groove. The rhythm, and they got into a rhythm with this one. Um, Cody, uh, with a lot of symbolism with this one. He actually, him and his wife, they had a sledgehammer. And he Cody uh, went to the, so there was a throne here. It was like Triple H's throne from back in the day. They were one of these WrestleManias. Um, and Cody smashed that throne. So Cody was really um, symbolizing that, you know, it, that, that's gone. That whole era of, um, you know, Triple H and that WWE era, he, they're here to, um, I guess you could say, we're here to compete. And we're not going to, you know, this throne doesn't mean much to us. We're not going to, we don't give a fuck about this throne. We don't give a fuck about what it symbolizes. We're here now. It's AEW's time. So Cody really, um, he impressed me with that. And Dustin Rhodes, you guys may know him as Goldust. Awesome fucking match. Gold, you know, Dustin Rhodes killed it. He looked great. For being 50 years old, he looked like he was had something to prove, man. Um, he, he was running the ropes really well. Um, him and Cody really had a lot of uh, chemistry. I don't know how many times they've been in the ring, but they made everything look real, believable. The art, they sold. They... Um, Everything with a purpose, y'all. There was no wasted moves. There wasn't a wasted spot. Um, they had a good, um, they had a, I forgot the term. I think it's juice. They, you know, Dustin Juice, he was bleeding. I think he comes up with a little bit too much, but um, it was a good spot. It was a good, um, it was a good story they told. And at the end, man, you know, uh, I can't, I'm just paraphrasing. I think Cody said, um, I don't need a partner. I need my brother. 
So I guess in the next pay-per-view, they're going to team up now. So that was fun. I know a lot of people weren't happy about how fast they got over their beef. But, man, it was a beautiful match, man. It was a lot of back and forth. And it was, and I think uh, Dave Meltzer, his big, he's a big fucking journalist on the wrestling world. He gave it five stars. So I was really happy with that. And probably, I think my best ma- the best match of the night for me, uh, the next match was the Young Bucks. Versus the Lucha Brothers. I had to watch this two times and really soak it in. Um, I've never seen the Young Bucks wrestle. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But it was fucking awesome. A great match. Another spot fest. Maybe a little indie. Little, you know, they're indie wrestlers. But God, the Lucha Brothers, the Pentagon, Junior, and Phoenix. Awesome fucking wrestlers, y'all. The crowd loved them. The Young Bucks brought it. Yeah, i never seen these guys wrestle, but they had a great moveset. They made everything feel... Um, they didn't waste a move either. They did everything great. Great angles. Great camera angles. Great storytelling. Great commentary. The Young Bucks, are they earned my respect. They're fucking wrestlers. They earned... Um, everything I've, I've heard the hype of, you know? They fucking... They... They... Exp- What's the word? They exceeded it for me. It was really awesome to see them, um, to see them work, man. And Pentagon Junior and Phoenix, they're perfect. Fucking, they went hand in hand. It felt like a hand fitting on the glove. It was awesome times. Uh, they had a, they put their bodies through some shit. These spots they were doing were dangerous spots, and they made it seem so fucking real. Made it look easy. And the best wrestlers make everything look easy, man. I'm really looking forward to more Young Bucks and more Lucha Brothers. And what's crazy is Pentagon Jr. is a fucking great solo wrestler. When he has a singles career, um, watch out for him. Watch out. And now I see why the WWE was trying to get the Young Bucks to sign with them. These kids are fucking hungry. And I thought they were just marks, you know. I seen a couple of their uh, Being the Elite videos. Man, these guys are fucking going to be stars. Honestly, I'm not kissing their ass, man. Um, and how can you not be impressed with that? With the work. With the work. Excuse me? Again, y'all, I'm just going through this. I'm not going to push we start. It's almost 3.30 in the morning. We're going to get through this, though. Um, the main event, man, uh, was something I really looked forward to. Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. And, man, it was fucking a great main event. It was the commentary, the story that was being told. There wasn't any blood spots. But, man, uh, I like Kenny Omega. I know I see a lot of uh, haters on the internet. They don't like Kenny's work style. It is different. He's, um, it's something that you really have to really, uh, I don't know, it's, I like the strong style. I like uh, I like his look. I like his. It's flamboyant. It's different. It's not what you see on WWE. Again, it's what manufacturers think. I think we're so used to um, that way that they they fucking program us thinking if it's not done our way, everything else sucks. It's wrong. It's not. It's not right. Um, and I think my guy Mikey, he's told us too. He's like, we're so used to WWE. We got to stop thinking like that. That's the WWE way. Let's think about it in a new way. And I and I look at this match in a whole different... This this main event was great. Um, Chris Jericho won. And and yeah, he put on a few pounds, y'all. But he's changing his style up. He's, that's, what, that's how you reinvent yourself. Reinvent yourself is by trying new things out. Um, work smarter, not harder. So him and, him and Kenny again... They fit like a hand in a glove. Um, 
they really bring the they they brought the best out of each other. Good storytelling. Chris Jericho won, so it's gonna be Jericho and Adam Page for the AEW Championship. That's gonna be great. I thought uh, the match. It was a little long, but it told a great story. They fucked each other up. They, um, a lot of uh, near falls. That's always great for the crowd. The crowd all night was fucking ecstatic. And just real fast, man, for this AEW belt, Brent the Hitman Hart brought it out and presented it to the crowd. Awesome moment, man. You know, I think they really gave Bret Hart his, um, his respect. One of the greatest champions of all time. Uh, MJF came out and cut a great promo on him. And that really set the stage for him and Adam Page. That was fun. Um, just real fast. And it's going to be Adam Page versus Chris Jericho at the next event. And we'll talk about that later. So at the next time we'll talk about AEW. So that's going to be fun to see who the first champion is going to be. Uh, I think with Stole. Excuse me, y'all. What stole the night, and that was, and who would have thought, because this, I thought that shit was going to be impossible, because it was a great night for wrestling overall, this was a great event, a great first event, I don't think anybody else could pull this off, fucking production-wise, storytelling-wise, wrestling-wise, it was a wrestling show, um, at the end, they were making a Jericho match, John Moxley came out and laid them all out, he ended the show, <coughs> the pop was Great. The pop was one of the biggest pops I've heard in a long time. They were at the MGM Grand in Vegas. It was crazy, man. It was really awesome. Uh, John Moxley's the hottest free agent. He's really the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Uh, he came through the crowd. That I, I know a lot of people said that was the shield, but he was the WWE as Dean Ambrose. Um, he went to the crowd, and um, I think that was a symbolic, dedicated, I guess, tribute to Scott Hall. When Scott Hall jumped shit from WWF to WCW, it kind of, they kind of uh, duplicated that. And that was Moxley's, um, that was his debut. And I took that as a symbolism. And I think it's, uh, how do you say this here? The tables have turned. The tables have turned, everyone. Um, WWE. I'm not saying this is going to take them out of business, but this is going to be a great alternative. And I want to reiterate that. When that, I don't. I'm not look. I'm a WWE fan all the way. I'm a stand. I'm a mark. I think this is going to be a great, great alternative. And Moxley coming in is the first domino to fall. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know what's going to be ahead for this damn promotion. Maybe this will be the only. Maybe this will be the only good show they have, but we shall see. Moxley came in and he really uh, set the stage. He did some great promos. Um, he did some great interviews, man. If you really listen, he had the interview with Chris Jericho. You know, talk about his grievances, and he did praise WWE too. And this is gonna lead us to our next episode. One minute again. <laughs> It's going to lead to our next topic. You know, I heard Moxley, uh, he was talking about being unhappy at work and not enjoying going to work and feeling, like, kind of sick to his stomach. Like, he just didn't look forward to, you know, it was supposed to be the best time of his life. And 
he said that, you know, just working at WWE with a mental strain. I'm not going to go into the whole interview, but I felt like I could relate to him a little bit. And uh, he was talking about mental strains during the happiest time of your life. And, y'all, that's real, man. I remember when I was working, um, when I was working, I'm not going to send name and all that shit. I'm not going to even give him the benefit of me uttering her name again. But it was such a hell, man, for me because just because of the micromanagement there and I was having the best time of my life. You know, I had this great job, great money. I had this great side money coming in with the DJ business. And the mental strain, I was taking fucking 50 calls a day, 50 different problems. And I felt like I wasn't doing good enough. I still had people on my back telling me about my call rate and these fucking scores on the phone and audits. And these audits made no sense. Changing the fucking rules, changing these, these, um, these criteria we have to meet, uh, meeting every day. Medi-Cal was giving us new standards, new guidelines, new rules, basically. And it was just, it was too much for me, at least mentally. It was like a mental strain. I wasn't happy. And what I was getting from Mox, he's like, sometimes you kind of just, you got to, you know, you got to be a man, take it on the chin, and just know your days are going to come. And I felt that so much, man. I felt like, Fuck, I did that for four years, y'all. I fucking had a mental strain, and people forget. Sometimes a mental strain is worse than a physical strain or emotional strain. That mental strain is fucking real, y'all. Um, if you guys feel like that, man, I encourage you guys to make the jump. Do what makes you happy. Take the risk. Um, I was forced off the ledge. I got fired. Uh, but it was the best thing that happened to me, man. Uh, I think the last podcast I was talking about the benefits of having that extra time and not working for anybody and working for yourself. You can you dictate what you're going to do with your life. And that's what I really want to say with the mental strain, man. I was waking up every day and I felt like I had to do something I hated doing. And I was wishing for eight hours just to go by real fast and snap of a finger. I was wishing, oh man, I wish this hour go by. I wish this hour go by. Like my... Man, I'm not getting any younger, so just wishing that time would pass by so fast, and we only get one shot at this, it's really depressing to think now. When I, look, when I look back at it, like, what the fuck was wrong with me, man? Like, I need to be, I had, I wasn't appreciative of this life. And it was because of my job, man. It was a mental strain. I would come home and um, not want to talk to anybody. I would go to practice and not talk to anybody. How the fuck can you coach when you don't want to talk to any of you guys? So... It was really strange how I really related to John Boxley's interview, man. Just talking about the mental strain of being at a company that just fucking doesn't give a fuck about you, y'all. Um, <laughs> and that's going to be it. Let's, let's talk about a company who doesn't give a fuck about uh, my favorite thing, music. Uh, iTunes. Um, I know we got all, so the majority of iTunes and you see our library, you know, the listed um Artists A through B, they're all your favorite albums are there. I know a lot of us, at least me, I would rip my CDs or I'll download my um my mixtapes, my albums to my iTunes, and you know we we uh we curate it, we put it in alphabetical order. Uh, my guy Donez is the king of this stuff, man. Alphabetical order, he has all the album uh, albums listed. Uh, the way he wants them. He has all the album covers listed the way he wanted to. And iTunes, man. Apple's going to get rid of iTunes, y'all. Which is a sad time. And 
our you know music lovers are gonna to be really sad, man. Uh, let me just read this article real fast from Rolling Stone. It says it's the end of a music era. Nearly two decades after launching iTunes and ripping up the retail store model of album purchases, Apple's ready to retire the iconic product, according to Bloomberg. During the software keynote at its annual Worldwide Developers Conference in San Jose, California next Monday, the tech giant is set to replace iTunes with standalone music, television, and podcast apps. The move, which was rumored for years now, will align Apple's media strategy across the board. iPhones and iPads already offer separate music, TV, and podcast apps in lieu of the centralized iTunes app that lives on Macs and MacBooks. You just can't expect the new Mac, the music app to offer some of the same functionalities that iTunes currently does, such as purchasing songs and syncing phones, just with a sneaker interface that's free of the outdated off-bemoan features of the Heritage product, and more closely bundled with the streaming service Apple Music. Which is crazy, also. What they're going to do... Um, Everything that we really, this is from my understanding, uh, it's going to be just the browsing. It's going to be, if you do have Apple Music, you are a subscriber, you do purchase the $9.99 or the $5.99 if you're just doing a month, you're just going to be able to explore music and you're not going to be able to download to your music, your, your computer. Um, I know we can't do that now, but with everything you transferred from a CD or to or from a USB is no longer going to be your, I, your library. That library is now going to be gone. And it's it's crazy, man. I think now that I'm a DJ and I don't use iTunes as much, I use Serato. It doesn't have a big effect on me. But, man, when I remember when um, we had iPods, we had a... We were trying to fill up that 68 or 90 or 180 uh, gigabyte iPod, and it was all about the iTunes, man. The iTunes had to be right. Everything had to be in ABC order. We had to have every album, every album in, uh, in order, in chronological order. Even the track listing had to be the same way as the fucking CD. There was no way around it, man. It's, it's really, uh, it's crazy how much streaming services has uh, revolutionized music. It's crazy how... Um, Streaming music has, I guess, uh, saturated the game a little bit, man. I know it's, the music industry now is so easy to get into, and uh, I know a lot of, and I'm not knocking any local rappers, but digital, man. Digital is uh, really taking over, man. Really taking over. It's so easy to get into the game. It's so easy to record music. It's so easy to release music, which is beautiful, you know, um, I hope everybody's getting the money that uh, they're they're uh, they're due. I hope these uh, rappers, not even rappers, musicians. I hope they're, you know, getting what the hell they're owed, what they owe. I hope the songwriters are getting the money that they deserve. You know, because uh, I know we have Apple Music, I know we have Spotify, and all these other great streaming services, but they're gonna make the money regardless. I'm all about the artists. You know, I want the artists to make the music. I want the artists to make money off the music they love and they created. Um, so to see something like iTunes going away, man, it's really, uh, it's crazy, man. I don't think these youngsters really know how much time that I went into, or just not me, just anybody who loves music. There's so much time went into this, man. We look, it was an honor to have so much music, man. I think we have over like 75 gigabytes of music, and I think that's how I, man, I just learned to love my music that way. Everything was so organized. Everything was so, the way I, I envisioned it. It took so long to, and sometimes you had to type out every fucking song because it would just come out as track one, track two, track three. So, 
the death of iTunes is gonna be really uh something different, you know. Like yeah, I wasn't I wasn't using it the way I was I used to. Now I go to the for you um the library, uh the for you browser on Apple Music now that I'm I have my own Apple Music um subscription. Uh they have everything I need, you know. They have fucking the best of the week, today's hits, uh the future hits, they have uh the they had it they had this category by decades now. They have um hot tracks that gets the best tracks they have new music new releases the tracks that people are loving so it's different now y'all we're just browsing this is the way we dig through the crates you know just oh man it's, it's they have music videos on this damn thing i have podcasts they're just like mine it's like, they have my podcast on here um so i guess it's, you know this is coming other times and it's surreal. It's fun. It's gonna be uh, interesting. Just it's gonna be just like Napster, Kazaa. Uh, fuck, what was the other stuff we used, man? Damn, I forgot what the fuck we used back in the day. Bear Share, all that stuff now. Apple Music or iTunes is gonna be right next to that on the expired. This the way it used to be. App. Um, really surreal, man. Really sad. When I read that uh, yesterday, it was really like, fuck, I gotta talk about this, man. Um, and let me see, Variety had a good article, too, about this. Let me see here. I don't know. I just think, uh, I miss, you know, I know we don't burn CDs anymore. I know we don't do anything by the USB, but sometimes I like the old school way, man. The old school way, there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. I think we should all, honestly, I think we should all have a fucking choice. Um, but the the apps are the way apps are gonna be the the way to go now, man. We're not ripping CDs anymore. You're right. It's a digital music revolution. Um, we shall see, man. We shall see. I'm really interested in that. And let me tell you guys something else I'm interested in, man. Today, Anthony. Joshua lost. He's 22-1, ladies and gentlemen. He lost today to Andy Reese Jr. Andy Reese Jr. is 33-1 now. He is the destroyer from Imperial, California. Anthony Reese is the first ever heavyweight champion, Latino heavyweight champion. And y'all, this is a, such a big deal, man. It happened a few hours ago. This is new. Um, I'm gonna get the call for you guys right now. One minute. Let me get this for you guys. Let me get this for you guys here. Let me get this for you guys. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight champion, the first Latino heavyweight champion. Let me tell you guys something, y'all. I think we discussed in our last podcast. Um, this man fought on 420, and he fought again less than two months later. He fought seven weeks later against Anthony Joshua. He won the IBF, WBA, and WBO World Heavyweight Championship in the Mecca at Madison Square Garden. He beat Anthony Joshua. He was not supposed to win, y'all. I think he was a 15-1 underdog. 
I fucking didn't give him any fucking credit last week. I think you guys could hear it. I doubted the man. I thought this was a fucking walk in the park. Uh, Anthony Joshua was supposed to face Miller. I think I forgot his fucking name. I think it was Darnell Miller. Miller failed two drug tests, y'all. Anthony Reese stepped up to the plate. And welcome to the mainstream, baby. He is now a household name. Welcome to the big time, Andy. The Destroyer is here. This man fucked up a lot of money. And let me explain this to y'all. Anthony Joshua was supposed to fight Deontay Wilder for some big money, a dream bout. Anthony Joshua was supposed to fight Tyson Fury, a dream bout. Mr. Reese just put his name in the hat. It goes through him. He run he's he has a he has a good hand now, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just so crazy, man. I think this is um the biggest upset since Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Um it's crazy, y'all. I don't think anybody's seen this coming. I don't I can't, I'm, I'm speechless. It just, I didn't watch the fight at all. I seen highlights only. I'm not gonna sit here. I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't really, uh, describe what happened. I know he got knocked, I know Reese got knocked down earlier in the fight. I can't really, um, dissect this and tell you guys know the different styles. But this guy right here, man, he was not supposed to win. He was not supposed to even have a chance against Joshua. This was a fucking tune up match for Joshua. Um, so what does that mean now? We got we got more back. We got some matches here now. So Reese could uh he could choose Fury. It looks like Wilder has um his match against Ortiz coming up, and he has his rematch against um Tyson Fury. So let's see what happens now. So Reese gonna probably get a rematch with Joshua, and if he can win that again, maybe they fight the winner of um Fury and uh, Wilder if he gets through Ortiz. But man, the the dollar amount for Joshua just went down, man. I think honestly, that fight at that at the peak of that Wilder Joshua fight at the peak was worth millions of dollars. It's still gonna be worth millions of dollars, but I think they just cut that in half now. Um, and to have a Latino heavyweight champion, y'all, no one. This was supposed to happen years ago. Chris Ariola failed, so this is a big deal, man. I've always said that. Uh, you know, boxing's a Latino sport. It's not, this is made for us. This is why they fight on Cinco de Mayo. This is why they fight on Mexican Independence Day. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. This is all sport. So now to have a, a Latino fighter on top of that mountain, heavyweight boxing is still alive, y'all. Don't let anybody tell you this shit is not it's fucking alive. And this heartbeat is fucking beating loud. The whole world stopped today when this man upset and Anthony Joshua. I can't believe I'm saying this. This is this is crazy. This is awesome times to be a boxing fan. Again, man, I know boxing loses fucking fans all the time. I know the judges fuck us. I know the boxers cheat us. But damn, it feels good right now. This is exactly why we watch boxing. Anything can happen. I'm excited. I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I am ecstatic. I'm shocked. I was texting my guys. I, I couldn't believe this happened. Um, it's not supposed to happen, y'all. When someone's coming from a seven-week layoff, who no one does that shit no more, y'all. This is not the 50s. This is the 60s. I think Muhammad Ali used to fight four or five times a year. And Reese has fought twice in the last seven weeks, man. And now he's sitting on top of that throne. And Joshua, we can't sit here and act like he's a chump. Joshua is far from a chump. Joshua has beat his his fair share of Hall of Famers, y'all. He's he's um, oh man, he's he was on he was you know I'm not saying he's beating household names. No, 
but the man has beat Klitschko. He's um he sold out the O2 at the uh, Whippy Stadium a few times. He beat Povetkin. He's beat Klitschko. He fucked up uh, Dylan White. He's beat the hell out of Eric Molina. Uh, Dominic Brazil. I know he say who who, but these guys are names in the fucking heavyweight division, man. Um, so to see him, you know. To see him do this and lose, and it's crazy, man. It's This kid was not supposed to lose. Anthony Joshua is a fucking maniac, bro. He's 6'6 with 82-inch reach. This kid is a fucking monster, man. Andy Reese is nowhere near that. And, um, and, sorry, Anthony Reese. Andy Reese is nowhere near that. The guy's 6'2. And I, you know what? I see Stephen A. Smith, man. And no offense to Stephen A. Smith, y'all. And I love Stephen A. Smith, but keep your fucking mouth shut when it comes to this thing, dude. He's no better than me, my guy. Andy Reese is 33-1. and one. He was 32-1 and one before this fight. This guy, you guys need to give this motherfucker credit. He came off a seven-week layoff. Give the man his credit. No one does that anymore, man. No one does that. No one will ever probably do that again. No one fucking has the balls to do that. They protect these fucking fighters too much, man. And I get it. I understand. Not too much. I'm sorry for saying that. They protect their fighters. Excuse me. They protect their fighters, man. Andy Reese, hats off to you, Destroyer. And man, uh, your household name, your... Welcome to the welcome to the Buster Douglas. You're the Buster Douglas of our fucking generation. It's a beautiful thing. The first Latino heavyweight boxing champion of the world. I'm gonna probably throw a Greek throw in here right now once I get done editing this podcast. Man, great times of boxing, man. Again, this is why I love boxing. I wanna watch this fight. I was on the zone, so I'm sure I'm gonna watch that and um man, crazy, y'all. Really crazy. I'm really happy for him and we shall see what happens. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. With heavy boxing, uh, it's going to be really, really fucking interesting. Uh, just for notes here, July 20th, it looks like we're going to have uh, Manny Pacquiao and uh, Keith Thurman in the fight. So when that, date, when that fight gets a little bit closer, I'll be definitely discussing that. Predict some winners. Um, it looks like Ortiz and Wilder is going to be coming out. I like fucking um, King Kong or Ortiz. So we shall see what's going to happen. And just real fast, yo, before we end the podcast, I really wanted to um, just talk about family again, man. Uh, this is like something that's going to be really, uh, we always talk about family. We always talk about my podcast, but that's how much family means, yo. Um, just respect, man. I think um, I love, uh, like, I think I was talking to somebody today, uh, the other day on, on doing on a lift. I just think, uh, make sure you guys respect your elders, y'all. Respect them. Um, those who came before you, uh, remember that, uh, you know, it's our character. It's our, um, I think I always say my parents, if they did one thing right, it was always um, teaching my brother and my sister and I to respect our elders, you know, always shake everybody's hand when you walk in the room, say hi, give them a hug, you know, yes, Theo. I don't call my Theo my Theo by their first name at all. Um, I don't know if that's old school of me. I don't know if that's um, if that's something I don't know corny now. But I don't do that. I don't 
uh, once in a while, I'll drink it from my grandparents, you know, um, I don't, I don't like cussing it from my grandparents, does it slip out once in a while, hell yeah, you guys know I cuss a lot, but, just, uh, just be respectful of the elders, man, and learn from them, y'all, don't, uh, don't, don't bicker with them, don't fucking talk shit about them, learn from the elders, man, it could be your grandparents, aunt, uncles, big cousins, look, uh, older brothers, sisters, I know, uh, people nowadays, oh, just cause you're my elder don't mean I gotta fucking listen to you, that's ignorant, that's fucking, um, that's recklessness, man, that's fucking, that's stupidity if I ever heard it, uh, they're here. They've been here longer than us, man. They have gained for us. Be there, uh, always, always trying to learn free game, man. They're gonna try to teach you from their mistakes, so we don't have to make that same mistake, man. Uh, my dear Rudy uh, is a great example of that. My guy has always put me on game with tough love, and I've been scolded by him, and I've been loved by him. Uh, he helps me wherever he can. We just got. He came over the other day to my breaks, and he did for love nothing. I can't even give him money. He won't take it. Uh, just learn it, man. My, my Aunt Lorraine, my Dee uh, always showing me love, man. I, I, I mean, I respect her for that. I love my aunts. I love my tias. I love my fucking grand. I, I love my grandparents. Sorry to say fucking grandparents. I know, I know. I'm sorry. But again, I'm not going to fucking erase this and do it all over again. It, it's, um, some people don't have family, y'all. So be appreciative of what you have. If you do have family, Again, this is something uh, very precious to me. Again, like just like my Theo Rick, we gone a second, can be gone a day. I see my Theo Rick go for my eyes, you know. It really made me think about family. Just being their family today, we moved my Thea Betty in her new house. Um, it was a surreal experience, man. It's our first time we've really uh, been around our family without my dear Rick. We had a, another moment in life that we're sharing together without my Theo. And again, I know the show's gonna go on, the show must go on. It has, we have no choice, but it was really uh, nice to spend time with my aunts and uncles, uh, my cousin Vincent just graduated from high school, so we had, you know, we were all there in support of my guy, big accomplishment, first of many accomplishments that he's gonna always, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna um, knock out, he's gonna, he's gonna strive, and I, uh, he's a good young man, uh, just keep taking care of family, y'all, uh, shout out to my brother and sister, uh, I'm a pain in the ass, man, but I know I'll do anything for my brother and sister, and that's what family does. We just had this conversation today um, about when we moved my aunt, and I'll do whatever we got to do. All seven of us were out there moving fucking couches, moving beds, moving boxes, memories. Um, it was hard today, you know? It was really uh, surreal. But again, y'all, just keep that, keep everything, family, uh, keep it close, man. Say I love you, hug, be there, be a shoulder to lean on, be an ear to lend, uh, listen, uh, and always just give the best advice you can, and that's vice versa, man. Uh, don't do anything spiteful. Family isn't a homie. Fr family isn't friends. Uh, family is not replaceable. Family is always going to be family. Friends come and go. Friends are replaceable. But family is something you really got to fucking be appreciative of. And um, always hold it. Always remember that shit, that family. One day they may not be here, y'all. And you know what? It's almost 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going on an hour of this podcast. And I really hope you guys subscribe.
to the STS Podcast on Twitter and IG. Remember, it's the STS Podcast 661. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Anchor Podcast. I want you guys to really, really uh, enjoy these podcasts, man. They're coming. Uh, it's going to be really fun uh, on the ongoing weeks. I hope you guys enjoy this. EC3 out. What's that on that beat? Oh. This is a linear segment. We're here to converse lightly. Ah.